Uh, Emer, it's been a, a difficult time for the Marts, but some now are able to provide services under tight restrictions. Uh, how is that working and how are you faring uh, with these restrictions? Um, well, we've only started the, really the process yesterday. We got word late the night before, early yesterday morning, that um, we could put in a standard operations procedure to the Department of Agriculture. Now, in saying that, I have to say the department have been very helpful in that whole process. And um, yesterday in dealing with them, they've been very helpful, the local DVOs. So it was a matter of getting your SOP together yesterday and what you actually wanted to do and getting it sent in. And in fairness, I had mine back last night saying that we could go ahead with the sale and that they were satisfied with what we had submitted. Now, the, I have been booking cattle this morning and we will have our sale on Friday, so we'll see how that goes. Um, it won't be your normal sale. Uh, it'll probably be far from it, and it'll probably be, there'll be a lot of phone calls and a lot of to and fro because farmers are probably used to their standard operations of a mart, and this will not be anything like a mart. But at the same time, we hope to get as much as we possibly can for their cattle. And are all Marts uh, within uh, Marts Managers Ireland, are they all providing these services or are some not quite in a position to do so at the moment? Um, everyone's really taking it in at the minute. It's a bit early to call that. Um, yes, as of now, they are going to try and facilitate whatever farmers ring them. Now, some have had some calls and some probably more. Depends on the, the area, the part of the country you're in. Um, I suppose the bigger Marts. Uh, down south with calves and um, just a bigger number of sucklers. Maybe the marts in Roscommon or the west, they'll have a lot of weanlands in that to get sold. Whereas we still, if we had actually got another two weeks um, and if we had been told, you see all along we had been told that it was a case that the march would remain operational and there was no panic on us. And then all of a sudden we were closed down. And while I understand it wasn't that easy decision and they were basically taking their advice from the HSE. Um, if we had got them two weeks, we probably could have cleared up a lot of the cattle out of the system quicker. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. And now we're going, you know, we have to go back and start again. So, um, yes, I do think everyone will try to facilitate customers, but they might not open in the respect that we intend to do on Friday. They might just facilitate by moving cattle from one herd to the other. Mm -hmm. And could you describe, Emer, uh, what kind of services you are able to provide in, in the current yeah. with the current restrictions? Well, on Friday, um, we have our cattle booked um, for the sale, and what will happen is the sellers will come into the mart um, at different intervals. They'll drop their cattle off. We're only allowed to have a certain number of people on site, which I'll probably have two yard staff, and I'll have the auctioneer here as well. Now, the reason for the auctioneer, it's not a live auction but the auctioneer would probably have a better idea of the price and he'd be able to deal with the buyers probably a lot better than I could and, you know, facilitate getting a, a good price and a good sale for the cattle. So they'll be the only people on site. We'll unload the cattle. We will take them um, probably up to the ring, depending on how the sellers want them sold. We'll get them weighed and we'll get them back into their pens and then we'll start the process of allowing buyers in one at a time. If we'll have the bulls in one yard, the heifers will be in the other and we'll allow them in one at a time to view. Now, each of them will get a chance to bid them cattle and, and see if, what cattle actually want, and we'll try to sell them all as best we can. Now, we'll have to think more 
clearly about the whole system today. I'll probably have to talk to the sellers if I could get an idea of price in advance of the sale or an idea of what they're actually thinking um, would be great. And that's what we'll be trying to carry out today. And you mentioned a moment ago, Emer, that the department had been helpful uh, towards you in the talks, and you had been ha having those talks with the department and the state other other stakeholders since the Taoiseach yeah. announced the closure last week. Could you maybe give us some insight into how those uh, talks progressed over the last few days? Well, a lot of work. We had, um, I suppose, as I said, like for the last two weeks, we had been told we would not close. And we were kind of confident that it'd be, and we had taken in a lot of um, different measures to keep people safe. Uh, now, maybe not all the marts around the country did that, but I know all our marts did. Um, I don't know if you can see behind me, we had put up screens in the ring, we had spaced the whole ring out, and all them things would be done. Then we were closed. So that was probably money wasted, uh, so to speak. Uh, now, um, what happened after that when the Taoiseach made the announcement? Um, we were in touch straight away of naturally with the Department of Agriculture in Dublin. Um, I was dealing with Michael Sheehan. Um, I, every day they tried to help us as best they could and they were trying to get in touch with the HSC. Um, they did everything in their power to, to help. I can't say enough good without them. Um, as I said, the only complaint I would have made is if we had known it was coming, we probably could have had a lot more cattle out of the system. Um, and we didn't. So that would be the only, and um, them talks progressed every day, three times a day, trying to get an answer from the HSE. But, you know, we have to be understanding too, the country is in turmoil. There was probably an awful lot of other decisions that had to be made too. And um, we just had to wait our turn. And we're very thankful that we've got to this stage. We hope it'll work. We hope it'll benefit farmers. It's not going to be a simple process. It's going to be probably a hard process, even trying to um, value the animals that come into us um, because we have nothing else to go on really. Um, the price of the animals in the factory, sheep have taken a knock, cattle have taken a knock, so it, it's going to be a difficult task. Mm -hmm. And Emer, uh, obviously before COVID-19 even, many marts did have difficulties for other reasons. Is there a possibility when all this is said and done and hopefully the country gets over it that yeah. Marts may be in danger of not not opening at all again afterwards. There's a very big danger of that. Um, it's uh, like to be closed. We are actually closed now at our busiest time of the year. Um, so like if you take even three, four sales, that's a massive uh, blow to commissions coming into the mart. But we're, we're probably talking a lot longer. Um, generally speaking, a mart's quiet time would be May, June. Um, if we, you know, but we, we couldn't, that's it, 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 it happened. Uh, we're just in a very busy time of the year. And um, yeah, it's going to be, I do think, and we spoke about this yesterday, we are going to need some sort of um, funding or some sort of help from the government to get us back on track after this. But then there's a lot of other businesses and other sectors the same. Mm -hmm. And finally, Emer, just uh, in general, what what would you say the mart landscape will look like maybe three, four months down the line? Um, probably very busy. From speaking to farmers now this last two, three days, they're all very weary of taking cattle out into this environment that they don't understand and they don't know. Um, I, I would feel now, like we were meant to have a sale last Friday, which didn't go ahead. Uh, we had a lot of cattle booked for that. Uh, not all them men are going to show them cattle now, which means they're going to hang on to them. 
um, there's there's a lot of I am trying to also convince them. There's a lot of farmers out there that need to buy cattle to build up their stocking numbers, um, and that maybe they should try this system, but they're just skeptical and they're reading the papers, I suppose, and they're seeing the bad prices been quoted in the factory and they're a bit nervous. So um, I would also be very mindful of we need some sort of, um, we need the government, and I've said this this week, we need them to come up and do a little bit of forward thinking as regards farmers. Cash flow on farmers is very tight at the minute. Uh, there's not a lot of money about and as you know there's a lot of expense at this time of the year um, and I think the minister really needs to sit down um, with the farming organization or whoever and make decisions like if they have to bring payments uh, forward they should be doing that um, March will need help as I said we're going to have to come up with some sort of solution to that problem and also we need to be thinking about like as I said with the March closing this week was a major thing we didn't know in advance. We have a tendency to wait until the problem happens before we decide to fix it. And what we already know, what's going to happen here, we are going to be left with a lot of cattle for the factories. We are going to be left probably with sheep, the same situation, and the price is going to take another shot. So I would be saying as regards, um, as regards the cattle coming into the march, we need a live export market. That is something we can do about. That is something the government could be concentrating on and doing something about right now. And, and the live exporters, they need to assist them whatever way as possible to get as many cattle and sheep, we'll come to Ramadan time too, out of the country. And, and, and that they can work on that now and they can invest in that. And I have also spoke time and time again, an export refund for live exports. They need to help them to keep going. We had so many exporters in the country a few years back. We have far less now, and there's a reason for that. Uh, they don't really get any help. Now, I know they set up their own organization now, but as March, March really need live exports um, to help with the trade. And I would suggest that's something we should be working on now. Mm -hmm. Ian thank you very much. No bother, thank you very much. Today we're on the farm here of Michael Farrell in Contrast Common where we're going to be showing you how to tube feed a newborn lamb and the benefits of feeding colostrum. My name is Maureen, I'm a vet in All Creatures in Roscommon and today I'm going to demonstrate how to stomach tube a lamb. Colostrum is hugely important to a newborn lamb. Number one, it maintains body temperature and it also contains antibodies which are vitally important for a newborn against to protect the lamb against diseases. So by giving good quality, uh, sufficient colostrum to your newborn lamb immediately after birth. It helps reduce losses due to hypothermia and diseases. So the three most important things to remember when giving colostrum to your lamb is, first of all, you want to get colostrum quickly into the lamb, preferably six hours after birth. Uh, this is when the gut wall of the lamb is most permeable to antibodies and it will go directly into the bloodstream, therefore protecting your lamb against diseases. Also the quantity, you want to give regular small feeds to your lamb within 24 hours. So typically 50 ml per kg per feed regularly within your 24 hours. So if you have a 3 kg lamb, 
Its daily intake should be roughly over a pint of colostrum. Also, the quality of your colostrum is very much dependent on the condition your yo is in. So body condition score is quite important. So you want your yo to be in good body condition score. Also, you want her vaccination again, especially against abortion and diseases such as clostridial diseases. Minerals is highly important. Make sure that your tube is clean, which is very important to, it's a new, to your newborn lamb. Just make sure that she's not going to be in contact with any infectious diseases. So mine, would you warm up the tube, I suppose, just to make it that bit easier for the lamb to swallow it? Yeah, you should. It's important just to warm it up. It'll make it easier for the lamb to swallow. It can go down much easier. It can add a little bit of flexibility onto the tube. So if the lamb isn't swallowing the tube, uh, Maureen, it's best, I suppose, to take it back out again and try again. And exactly, yeah. If you're getting resistance as you're passing down the tube, then you, you may, you're as well to just come back up again and start again. Perfect. And I suppose then just the process of it, could you just demonstrate to us how you would yeah. chuckie the lamb, so, please? First of all, get him secure, that he's not going to run off. Yep. Um, so there's kind of two th important things. Um, here you'll feel, you should feel two, two tubes basically here. So one is your trachea. Just go nice and easily. Just have a look to the left and you should see the tube. You'll feel the tube just going down on the left hand side. So you should be feeling two tubes there. One is a trachea and one is your own tube. And once you can feel that, you know it's safe to put in your colostrum. Once you get them up, they've got good quality colostrum into them. It's the best start for them. They're generally good, ready to go, healthy. I suppose if you all doesn't have enough colostrum, how can farmers work around that? Yeah, well, so they can get uh, artificial yeah. uh, colostrum, um, which are from their neighbours, just as long as it is quite important, as I said, with the thawing. If you have colostrum in the freezer, you want to thaw it very slowly, yeah. uh, not via microwave, it's too hot. Yeah. So, as in, let it stand for hours, yeah. let it thaw naturally and that. And it should. would be since from a Kobe suitable as well? It can be an alternative, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, not as good though. Uh, well, it's if if you have your your classroom from you, yes. But if you haven't, you can use yeah. from both time, Yeah, perfect. So just recapping on a few points that Maura mentioned, you know it's important that lambs receive adequate amount of classroom in the first day of their life. Um, a typical lamb uh, should receive 50 mils of classroom per kilo live weight. So take a five kilo lamb for example, that lamb should receive 250 mils of classroom in the first six hours which would equate to about a litre of colostrum in the first 24 hours. So it's important that these lambs receive that colostrum, whether it be suckling from their mothers or whether it be tube feeding them. It's important that they get this colostrum because if they don't, it may cause a couple of animal health problems to get adequate amount of colostrum inside them to give them the best chance of surviving and doing well in the flock. That's all for this week. You can find all our latest news on the AgriLand app and agriland.ie. See you next week. Okay, this one, as I remember, big smile. You're oh, smiling big smile. Oh, yeah, with your yeah. voice. Smile <laughs> with my voice. Okay.
That's all for this week. You can find all our latest news on the Agriland app and agriland.ie. See you next week. Perfect. Okay.